0: Touchdown, Los Angeles.
1: You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast LA Network. Rams!
0: Sounds so sweet, Don't you agree? Sweet, uh, don't either. Uh. Uh. Rams, Rams
1: Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams. That means it's crossover day. We have got James Yarko of Lockdown Bucks with us today. We will get to that conversation in just a minute. Want to welcome everybody into the Wednesday edition Your Team Everyday only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Don't forget to go find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever you listen to a podcast, we're there. Download it, subscribe, hit the like button, leave a review. Give me a high five. We appreciate all that you do for us. I always appreciate you guys reaching out. So hit me up on social media, Lockdown Rams on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as well as LA underscore Ramley Bears, my personal. Say what's up. Shoot me a question. Thoughts, comments, concerns. Everything's welcome. As I mentioned, we've got a great show today. We've got James Yarko. We'll get to that in just a minute. The Rams are at home this week. So take that opportunity to make a moment that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter a promo code KICKOFF at checkoff and receive a discount up to $100. But with that, I had a great conversation earlier today with James Yarko, Locked On Bucks. So let's get into it. I'm Bear Motter of Locked On Rams. I'm joined by James Yarko of Locked On Bucks, and this is your lead story. James, the Bucs are coming off a tough loss versus the Giants. Now they have to travel across the country to play the defending NFC champs. What are your three keys in this game for the Bucs to come over to LA and pull off the
0: upset? Well, first off, they have to start off hot. Uh they they can't uh they can't afford to go into L.A. and and pump the ball away early on in this game and allow the Rams' defense to get into a rhythm and especially allow their offense to get into a rhythm. The second key is to do exactly what they've done the last two weeks defensively against superstar running backs. They have to continue to shut down the run. <clears throat> they had success in doing so against Christian McCaffrey. They had success in doing so against Saquon Barkley until he left the game with an injury. They have to do the same with the with the Los Angeles Rams and Todd Gurley. Finally, third, the defensive secondary has to step up. They got torched in the second half against the New York Giants, against a rookie quarterback, and we all know that Jared Goff is a very different quarterback in Los Angeles than he is in any other city around the NFL landscape. They have to be able to contain Woods, Cooks, and Cup and not allow these big plays like they allowed against the Giants and allow their offense to be able to go – punch for punch with the Rams and and not dig themselves a hole too early.
1: Yeah, those are really good points. And the funny thing is those are kind of my keys to to this victory as well. (laughs) You know, you're looking at uh, the Rams and this offense, and it's really been slow coming out in the first half. So I think getting off to a great start is a big point. And obviously you mentioned that as well. It's going to be a key to the game for both teams. But this is a home game for the Rams. You mentioned Jared Goff playing a little bit better at home than on the road. So he's here. At the Coliseum, Uh, we got to come out in that first half and look alive. We put up three points in the first half, and I got every text and tweet from a friend going, really, three points at halftime? Again, like this is what we're going to do on national TV. So getting out early is going to be important. The other thing that you said is stopping the run game. It's something that we really haven't gotten a chance to get going uh, yet at this point. Todd Gurley only had 14 attempts last week. Uh, Malcolm Brown, who's looked pretty good so far this season, only got three last game. Uh, Sean McVay talked about kind of getting away from the game plan and, and needing to be able to allow his playmakers, you know, that opportunity to go make plays. I think that starts by really just giving the running game a chance. Uh, I'd like to see Todd Gurley close to that 18 to 20 carry mark and Malcolm Brown right behind him with maybe 10 carries to kind of support that. It's going to make things a lot easier for Jared Goff with that play action, something he does extremely well. And then thirdly, uh, to get those things done, and this is on the offense side of the ball still, is our O-line has to continue to get better and play better. Uh, We have an injury to Austin Blythe. We're hoping that he'll be back uh, at the right guard position, but if not, uh, you know, we're gonna have uh Demby in there again. He played okay last week, but the offense line as a whole needs to play better. That's protecting Jared Goff, and as well as you know making lanes for those running backs. So those would be my three keys. Looking forward to this game, and it's funny they they kind of uh, go hand in hand there.
0: Absolutely,
1: and and the
0: biggest thing here for the Buccaneers is certainly being able to escape Los Angeles with a win. This is game one of a six-game, seven-week road trip that includes a quote-unquote home game in London for the Buccaneers. They won't play at Raymond James again until November 10th, so a strong showing in Los Angeles is vital for this team moving forward after they uh, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory on Sunday against the Giants.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, and I've got a great question for you. And we may not know this answer yet, but from what you know, in your opinion, does this team have what it takes to shake off that bad loss, travel across the country, and really compete with a top tier team? They don't have any choice.
0: At the end of the day, they have no choice. Now, if this was the 2018, 2017, 2016 Buccaneers with Dirt Cutter in charge, I would say absolutely not. But they're they're instilling a lot of Uh, you know, a lot of confidence in this team and they know they let one slip away. It'll be on the coaches to get this team prepared and ready to bounce back. And we saw it after week one, they lost a game that they should have won against the 49ers to come back, go on the road against a division rival and punch right back. So the the team has already done it once this season, but this is an incredibly crucial game because of
1: the stretch that they're about to go on where they will not be playing at home well that's all great stuff we are off and running on the wednesday crossover edition what we're going to do is we're going to step aside take a quick break we'll be back second segment we'll dive deeper into this matchup on sunday at the coliseum bucks versus rams we'll be right back after this before we get over to the next segment want to talk to you guys about the most useful app on my phone These days, I'm so busy with the podcast. I'm so busy with work. It's tough for me to just sit down, read, and learn a little bit. When you don't have free time, you don't have the ability to read or work on personal development. And now there's an incredible app that solves that problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. You always hear these successful people, the business leaders, well-known for reading lots of books, Blinkist is made for busy people like you and me that want to get the main points of the book quickly. Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, your lunch break, or even while you exercise. With Blinkist, you will get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library that consists of nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash on to try it for free for seven days And save 25% off your subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B L I N K I S T dot com backslash locked on to start your seven day free trial. And you also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at blinkist.com slash locked on. So we go from Blinkist to Blue Chew. One helps the brain. One helps your performance in the bedroom. You guys know the deal. BlueChew.com is the place to go. It's going to help your performance in the bedroom. I know all the guys at home are going, I got this. I'm good. Well, mm -mm, you might not be, okay? This isn't for guys who can't perform. It is to increase your performance. So go to BlueChew.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to try it for just $5. There's so many awesome benefits of BlueChew. It is a chewable so it works up to twice as fast as the pill it has the same active ingredients as Cialis and Viagra so you know they work you can take them on a full stomach an empty stomach and It doesn't matter the time or day. It's also made here in the U.S. and ships direct. So no in-person doctor visits, no going to the pharmacy, Uh, Mr. Mater, your bow pills are ready. None of that. This ships discreetly to your door. And again, right now we have a special offer just for the Lockdown listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use a promo code locked on, you just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue bluechew, B L U E chewcom Promo code locked on to try it for free. Bluechew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast.
0: I am bottles, putting supermodels in Proof
1: all right everybody welcome back we have got James Yarko of Lockdown Bucks I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams we're excited for this crossover edition to break down this matchup coming Sunday at the Coliseum Rams Bucks it's going to be a good one Any game in the NFL is one you cannot look over. I think a lot of fans right now, especially in L.A., may start to be peeking over and looking at the Seahawks matchup and the 49ers matchup that we have coming. But this team played great defensively. Uh, They blew that 18-point lead on the game on Sunday. But this team definitely looks different, uh, as you mentioned, under the new organization, under the new uh, head coach out there, Bruce Arians. So uh, nothing to take lightly. You know, let's kind of flip it. I want to talk a little bit about your defense, Shaq Barrett. I mean, we got to talk about how insanely incredible this guy is playing. Eight sacks in three games. No one's done that since 1984. Uh, Who else around him did the Rams need to know about other than Shaq Barrett?
0: Well, I mean, it is Shaq Barrett's world. We're just all allowed to live in it. (laughs) um what what an incredible start to the season we had Shaq Barrett on the Locked On Bucks podcast after he was signed and all he talked about was he wanted an opportunity he wanted an opportunity to get on the field he believed he was good enough to be a starter but when you're stuck behind Von Miller you're not going to get that opportunity now he has it and he is absolutely making the most of it um it's funny you you ask about what other what other guys that that Rams fans need to know about. Obviously, there's a familiar name in Indominic and Sue. He and, and Vita Vea have yep. done wonders at, at creating pressure up the middle and creating opportunities for somebody like Shaq Barrett to be able to get to the quarterback. The other the other names to to kind of keep an eye on, and I would almost credit Carl Nassib with at least a, a half a sack in the in the game against the Giants, not to take anything away from Shaq, but there was a, a sack that Barrett had where Carl Nassib, with one arm, pushed his you know, the, the right tackle for the Giants, pushed him all the way back into Daniel Jones, forced Daniel Jones to step up into a collapsing pocket, and there was Barrett. And to see that kind of strength and athleticism was absolutely wild. And a couple of Shaq's sacks, that's such a tongue twister, <laughs> a, couple, a couple of his sacks have come because of pressure generated from the other side by Carl Nassup or in the interior, thanks to the, the tag team of Vea and Sue. So you look at the stat sheet and you see that the Barrett has eight sacks. Well, a lot of those aren't gonna happen if it's not for some of these other guys so yeah those are certainly three key names to to keep an eye on there's always Levante David yeah he's one of the best linebackers in the game and then we're we're still not sure if we're going to see Devin White come back after he he left the week two matchup against the Panthers early on missed last week against the Giants um other than that it's it's gonna be it's going to be a tough road for the secondary. Vernon Hargraves has played well, but Carlton Davis, despite you know, playing well, he has become a penalty magnet. And it's it's getting to the point where referees are focusing on him, and anything borderline is going to get called because he's he's developed that reputation early on. But you have all these young guys, you know, Hargraves in his fourth year. Uh, Davis is in a second. You have rookie Mike Edwards starting at safety. You have second year fourth round pick Jordan Whitehead, who, who's playing really well, but he was kind of the main reason that Evan Ingram had a 75-yard touchdown to start the second half. So he's
1: not without his flaws. Well, those are guys that you're definitely gonna have to watch out, and everyone will be looking out for Andomic and Sue. Obviously, last year here with the Rams. Uh, had four and a half sacks and, you know, I think overall people were excited about what he did. And early on, as we have, you know, we've seen some pressure from the Rams D line uh, other than Aaron Donald, who we always know is going to be in the backfield. Uh, But there's been some look back to last year and go, do we miss him as much as we thought we would have? And I think that question is still out. We do see him performing out there in Tampa Bay. I wish him the best, but it's going to be a fun matchup to have him back at the Coliseum because Uh, When he came out here, we were kind of hoping he was going to be another piece to continue on with this Rams, uh, you know, really long-term plan we're looking to build. He came out here for one year, collected the check, and then on to the next. Uh, I don't blame him at all. We just didn't really have the money to pay him. We'll have to keep an eye out for him. If if you're looking at the Rams, uh, guys, obviously, to keep an eye out for. We all know what Cooper Cup has been doing has just been crazy. Uh, But if you look at that D-line and how we've kind of replaced – in uh, Dominic and Sue, we have Sebastian Joseph Day, who really hasn't played up to expectation yet. Expectation yet. Greg Gaines, right behind him, has only really been active one game so far. But really, Clay Matthews has been the big standout so far. Uh, he's got four sacks in three games. Last year, uh, he had three point five sacks. All of last season. So he's already kind of past that mark. Uh, he's playing great right now. And really on the other side, Dante Fowler has done great as far as getting pressure. Those guys continue to have to win some one-on-one matchups because Aaron Donald, if you go back and look at the film, is getting double and triple team. I don't blame people because looking back at that Baker sack that he had, his first sack of the year on Sunday Night Football, that was a one-on-one matchup. You don't want to do that very often, especially when you need yards. Uh, They're there in the fourth quarter as they did Uh, a couple other guys. I'm really excited about that. You know, as Bucks fans that I think they'll get to know a little bit more is John Johnson, the third strong safety. He has played absolutely amazing. If he continues the way to play, he should get a pro bowl selection. He really probably should have gotten one last year, but I think his, you know, he was a little underestimated at that point. Uh, and then obviously our secondary has been tough. And the one thing that I kind of want to throw this back to you is, uh, Jameis Winston, uh, you know, obviously we've seen the ups and downs and a lot, it seems like a lot more downs than ups in his career over there. But this year, uh, seems to be throwing the ball downfield really well. Uh, I saw a pro football focused stat. I don't have it in front of me right now, but it basically said that when throwing past 10 yards, Uh, his quarterback efficiency rating was really high. He ranked near the top 10 in quarterbacks, but when he was throwing nine yards or closer, it was pretty awful. And it had a lot more uh, turnover throws uh, compared to the long throws. So how have you seen his play so far this year? And do you see him fitting into this offense long-term? I know you guys had an injury to a backup quarterback, but um, what's your impression so far in Jameis Winston so far and how he's going to match up with this Rams secondary that's played really lights out so far this season?
0: Well, right now I'm really hoping that the Rams pull off a trade for Janoris Jenkins from New York so right. that he's matched <laughs> up with Mike Evans again. I was disgusted and infuriated with Jameis after week one, and I think that's kind of where some of these PFF numbers got got a little skewed as far as his his passer rating under 10 yards and over 10 yards, whereas both of his interceptions uh, that were returned for touchdowns were less than 10 yards in week one against San Francisco. One of them was uh, on Peyton Barber for for running his route too far. It was a timing route. So he goes too far when Jameis lets go with the ball and, and Richard Sherman's just sitting there. There's nothing he can do. The second one, uh, that was all on Jameis. That was a ball he didn't need to throw. It, it was It was a terrible decision. But since then, against the Panthers, he managed the game really, really well. Against the Giants, I have never seen Jameis Winston look as good as he did in that first half against the Giants. But then you get to the second half, the play calling got a little bit more conservative. You know, the ball was kind of taken out of his hands a little bit, but he looked absolutely phenomenal. And, and it was something that I wrote for Bucks Nation a while back, that this offense is going to have some growing pains. It's going gonna, it's gonna to struggle a little bit out of the gate. Carson Palmer had some of his worst stats as a quarterback – in the first half of his first season with Arizona, which of course was the same year that Bruce Arians became their head coach for the first time. It just takes time to get this offense going and and they're still installing new things. And and there's pieces of the playbook that they're not putting into games quite yet. Um, So it, it is a process, but by and large, Jameis Winston has actually looked pretty good this season, and he he's gotten a bad rap for, for his quote-unquote deep ball inaccuracies because a lot of his deep balls early on were going to guys that aren't even in the NFL anymore. And then he was throwing for two years to a Deshaun Jackson who gave Twenty-five percent effort, only fifty percent of the time. So, you know that there were plenty of times where Jackson would give up on a play, even though he could have made it, and that affected Winston. Winston's numbers,
1: yeah, definitely. And and having a guy like Mike Williams, as you talked about, you know, early in his career, having a lot of guys that aren't in the league anymore, uh, he's definitely got a guy that he can throw the ball up to. I mean, looking back, even to that that pass that set them up into position for that field goal. Uh, was, you know, basically, I don't want to call it a Hail Mary, but it was just throw it up and let the big guy go get it. And, um, you know, when you got a guy like that, you got to continue to do that. The Rams secondary, I think, uh, definitely is a step up from the New York Giants secondary. We'll see how often he gets to go deep, uh, depending on pressure and things like that. Jameis Winston, though, also has the ability to keep a play alive, uh, roll out of the pocket, and kind of have that secondary play option. So we'll see how the Rams kind of adjust to that. They've been big On pressure so far this year, obviously, even if it's not sacking the quarterback, it's getting someone there to kind of, you know, release the throw faster. Baker was under a lot of pressure uh, and didn't really handle it well. We saw when he threw from the pocket, it was great. When he moved outside of the pocket, I think he was like one of 13 outside of the pocket. So uh, maybe that is a key for the Rams. We'll have to keep an eye on that. What we'll do is we'll step aside. We'll take a break. We'll jump over. We'll come back on the third segment. We're going to talk a little bit with predictions Final thoughts, how this thing's going to shake out and more. We'll be right back. Lockdown Rams Wednesday, crossover edition, right after this. Before we get over to the last segment, want to talk to you guys about our new partner, Metro Infinity. They are located just off the 210 in Monrovia. You got to go swing by their new multi-million dollar facility. It is amazing. Check it out. They've got an incredible selection of new and used cars. They're the only dealer in California that's family-owned and has been in business for over 25 years. Yes. That includes them being the number one volume dealer in California. They are dominating the game when it comes to selling cars, and especially in the Infinity world. One of my favorite parts about Metro Infinity is it's not like a regular dealership. If you don't like going down to the dealership and dealing with the salesperson and going through the old version of buying a car, no problem. They will bring the car and the paperwork to your home, to your office. Heck, meet them at the mall if you want. Whatever is comfortable for you, they will meet you there with the paperwork and the car. Make sure to mention Locked On because they're going to give you another $500 off your car purchase when you mention that. So if you're thinking about a new Infiniti or even in the market for a new or used car, please give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you will not regret it. Make sure to say what's up to my man, Billy Adams. He is the manager down there. He will take care of you. They have over 50 certified pre owned infinities. You can reach them at 626 599 7510 or metroinfinity.com. Again, they are located at 821 East Central Ave, Monrovia, California, just off the 210 in Monrovia. Metro Infinity it will be the best car buying experience of your life
0: Everything's for sale got 5 passports I'm never going to jail I made Jesus
1: walk I'm never going all right, Rams Nation, Bucks Nation, we are back Wednesday, crossover edition. This is always a really fun one for us sit down with the local host from the other team and talk over the matchup this Sunday. It is Bucks-Rams out here in L.A. Guys, don't forget you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, download hit subscribe share it with some friends ask some questions you guys can reach us out on uh, Twitter Instagram social media you can find locked on Rams over at lockdown Rams on Twitter Instagram and Facebook also la underscore rambling bear James where can people find the show or your content?
0: Uh, obviously, they can find the show everywhere that, that you just mentioned. And then on Twitter, uh, at Locked On Bucks, um, myself at Jay Arco underscore Bucks, my co host David Harrison at DH82 underscore Bucks. And he and I both work for Bucks Nation, the Buccaneers page for SB Nation. And you can find them at bucksnation.com and at Bucks
1: underscore Nation on Twitter. Well, we got you covered for this Sunday uh, from the Bucks and the Rams perspective all over. Lots of content coming your way five days a week. Your team every day, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. As we look at this matchup, and I've got to ask one more. We talked a little offense. We talked a little defense. We mentioned uh, that missed kick early in the episode. But if this thing comes down to needing a special teams play, how do you feel with your situation moving forward with the kicker? Was that a oops, I missed it or is that a uh-oh, we're concerned we may have a, you know, a bears kicker kicker search on our hands. Uh what is the state of the special teams over there uh in Tampa Bay?
0: I'm not concerned yet. Uh Matt Gay has been incredible all through training camp, all through preseason and up until the Giants game. Um here's here's the the issue with with what we saw on Sunday. And I full disclosure i've not had time to sit down and um and work on on watching the all 22 um but to me it looked like the the first extra point that he missed the snap was a little bit low kind of threw off the timing the second extra point it was blocked i'm not putting either of those on matt gay at the moment i think that final kick you know, in in that missed extra point, he pulled it real far to the left. Again, I think the timing was was kind of off. So I think he he got inside his own head a little bit and and pushed it to the right instead of just kicking a dead straight center. I'm not concerned about Matt Gay at all. If this becomes a um you know a trend like we saw with Chandler, can't kick Gonzaro and Roberto Aguayo. You know, then I'm going to start to be concerned. But right now, I, I have full confidence if this game comes down to a last-second field goal again and Matt Gay trots out on the field, I have all the confidence in the world that he'll make it. And it's kind of sad when the greatest kicker in team history in Martine Gramatica came out and said the best thing for Matt Gay right now is this extended road trip because he's not going to have to deal with the fans at Ray J booing him. <laughs> that's really telling. And it's really kind of, it, it. it's kind of sad and it's kind of upsetting, but that's what Buccaneers fans have had to deal with. Ever since they let Matt Bryant walk out the door, it's been a revolving door of crappy kickers.
1: Now, I don't have a lot of insight on crappy kickers because we've got Greg Zerline and he has been the man, the myth, and the legend for us. Uh, here since he's been with the Rams and that special teams unit from snap to hold to kick has been together for eight plus years. I mean, these guys have got it. They've got a special connection. We kind of take for granted uh, that special teams, um, you know, consistency that we have out here. Uh, But it is crazy. That kicker position is, you know, it's like the position you almost want to hate to love. Like they, they are waiting for a kicker to mess up so they can get on them. And, you know, it's almost like, I almost put kicker as the most judged and it's right there. Quarterbacks right there, obviously, because they're involved in so many plays, but man, you either hate them or you love them. You miss a big kick after an 18 point, uh, you know, blowing that lead and it's on the kicker, which is really unfair, but you know, he's right. Maybe as far as getting away from home, refining your confidence and getting outside your head, because it's such, it's almost like that golf mentality of, you know, once you got the shanks, you just can't think of doing anything else, but shanking the ball. so, Getting away from home might be his best medicine right now. We'll see how it's served on Sunday. Uh speaking of Sunday, uh, we've again we've talked some offense, we've talked some defense, we know this matchup. Uh, as you look at it, how do you see this thing playing out? Uh, first half, second half, f- final score prediction. What are your thoughts on how this thing's actually going to play out? I I think it'll be close, but
0: I I just don't think. This team is at the level where they're going to go in to Los Angeles and steal one away from the defending NFC champions. Now, the Rams have not looked to me like that same team that we saw last year that was just absolutely incredible. Right. Um, you know, they need to get Gurley going a little bit. Jared Goff has been has been somewhat questionable so far through through three games, but somehow they get it done. They they still have that 3 and 0 record and unfortunately, I think they're going to continue to to keep that going. Now, I will say this. Although my my prediction for this game is that the Rams win 28 to 23. I am 0 for 3 on my predictions this year. <laughs> I am, I picked the Bucks to win in weeks 1 and 3 and they lost, and now I have picked them to lose in weeks 2 and 4. They did win in week two. So I, I don't know. Apparently just whatever I say, bet the opposite because it'll win you money at, at this stage.
1: <laughs> well, that that's good advice. Sometimes you got to know what your advice is that you're giving. So if it's the opposite advice, Hey, man, might be the best way to give it. So um, appreciate your honesty there. And, and I think you're right. I think this one, it, it could be close. I mean, I, I, if the Rams can come out fast I I looked at it and I talked about it yesterday as being this being the opportunity uh, we saw the bears on Monday night versus Washington. I'm not comparing the, the two opponents or even the two matchups that way, but it was their kind of coming out party offensively. And the Rams have, it's funny. I mean, we're sitting here and I'm, I'm not happy either with the way that they performed offensively yet, but they, they put up 27 points. They put up 30 points in the first two games uh, and and 20 points in the third game. So they haven't been awful, uh, but not what we've expected, not what we were used to last year as this offense was high flying left and right, making these big plays and, you know, big chunk plays. We just haven't seen that this year. So I'm expecting this to be the game uh, that they finally got through those first three games. That kind of was the early gauntlet. Uh, And and not to say that this is an easier game on the schedule, but if you look a little ahead, you're looking at Seahawks division, you're looking at San Francisco 49ers in the division. We got the Ravens coming in. We got a bunch of tough matchups. We go over to London as well. So this is an opportunity at home to kind of open up the offense. He just has been talking about Sean McVay, I I mean, that he hasn't been following the game plan and giving some of his players opportunity. It's his opportunity to kind of back those words up get Todd Gurley the ball and really get this offense going. I think this is going to be a close game early, but I think in the second half, as we saw that defense wear down versus the giants last week, that they that may happen again here on the road, especially coming off this tough defeat, uh, traveling all the way across the country. So I think it's going to open up in the second half. I have it as a 35, 21 ball game, uh, Again, I'm with you. I, I've been only right on predicting wins, uh, but that's not too hard when you know you got the defending NFC champs and you just say win every time. And, and it's, so far, it's worked out for almost all of Sean McVay's career. So um, <laughs> I think it's going to be the game that the Rams finally break out, put up some big points, some big yards. I see Jared Goff going over 300 yards. I see Todd Gurley finally breaking 100 yards. I may be optimistic. I may be you know, hyping myself up, but I think this is the opportunity to really get this offense going because we've got a big stretch ahead of us. Uh, So I see it 35, 21 Rams. The real question is over under two and a half sacks for sack Barrett. Oh, (laughs) well, he, (laughs) you know what? I hope there's a bunch of signs out at the Coliseum on Sunday. Like let's stop this man. From getting another $250,000. Like, I, I'm not the creative sign writer, but someone's got to get out there and make a good sign. We cannot let a man come into LA as an opponent and give him $250,000 if he gets two and a half sacks. So I'm going to take the under on that. I think the Rams are going to make him a very key part, whether they got to do the Aaron Donald tactic and put two guys three guys on him Uh, I think they're going to be sending you know a tight end hopefully we get Tyler Higby back we may start chipping him a little bit more we may keep Gurley in as I talk about handing the ball off to him one thing that he's done really well including one of the touchdowns that went to Cooper Cup is picking up blitzes and picking up guys coming through so maybe they keep a guy in there Gurley Malcolm Brown's a pretty good blocker as well we gotta keep that at the under
0: I'm going to agree with you. I think it'll be under this week, but man, he's, he's good. And then uh, my, my final question for you before we get out of here, cause I know we're up against the clock. I got Jared Goff and Jameis Winston in fantasy football. Which one do I start?
1: Oh man. You know, what? I just think, <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to look for a trade. Uh, no, I, I don't think, uh, I, it's tough right now. I think Jared's really underperformed. Uh, But if we look at defensive matchups, and I I understand we just talked about Shaq Barrett and how this defense really performed well in the first half and then kind of lost its mojo in the second half last week. But this Rams defense is a little bit different than the New York Giants. I think they are coming together even more. Uh, They consistently are making turnovers. You know, you saw the one with John Johnson to end the game. Uh, Eric Weddle is out there laying hat on people. I mean, he is just flying around. He's a smart football player. Our linebackers seem to finding some consistency. Uh, Corey Littleton, uh, I think he leads the league as far as linebackers, as far as forced incompletions. He's out there doing better in coverage. And then you got Aaron Donald, whether he gets to you or not. We saw it with Baker Mayfield. There are a bunch of times where Baker had a relatively clean pocket, but in his head, his time clock went off and said, I got to get out of here. I think that alone just kind of puts that little edge underneath. And Jameis Winston's never been known for making that good decision as far as when I should throw it when I shouldn't. I think the Rams come away with at least two turnovers uh, via Jameis Winston. It could be more. So I would take uh, Jared Goff as far as the upside. Uh, and hopefully for your sake and for our sake, as far as your fantasy team and my team, uh, that Jared Goff really starts picking it up and he becomes that 300 yard guy that we know he could be. Uh, he had two touchdowns last week, but he also had three turnovers. So got to clean that up. And I think you'll be all right. All right. Well, if I lose, I'm holding you personally responsible. (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time I've heard that. So I'll, 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 I'll take that on. All right.
0: Well, buddy, I think that's going to do it for us, uh, on, uh, on this
1: episode. All right. Well, Hey, I appreciate you joining us. Best of luck on Sunday. The best thing I can really wish you is, is get through the game healthy uh, enjoy the rest of your season. And, you know, you got that big stretch on the road. So good luck. And if all works out, maybe we get another chance down the road to talk again, uh, whether it's during the season or in the offseason. So best of luck. Yeah, you too. Let's uh, let's get through the game. Hopefully it's entertaining and uh, no, no major injuries. Always hope for no major injuries. With that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace.
0: Peace. Everything's for sale, got five passports, I'm never going to jail I made Jesus walks, I'm never going to hell Control level flow, it's never going on sale Luxury rap, the Hermes are verses Sophisticated ignorance, write my curses and cursive.
1: I get it cussed